Espero que nadie se, se ofenda, pero hasta que no estás aquí dentro no sabes la grandeza de este equipo. Com muito desgosto que possamos ter valores mais altos que se levanta. Valor mais alto que se levanta em termos futbolísticos chama-se bem-vindo. Gentlemen, ladies in the chat, as well as gentlemen, uh, happy Monday. I think it's the first one since the new season began for us, I think. Is that accurate? It's been so long. So I think it's been a while. I think it is. Um, welcome back for another one. Uh, it's been a long break that we had. We got a lot to talk about. Um, we're going to try to condense the podcast going forward to about 60 minutes. Um, do 50 minutes of, of talking of arguing, of discussing, and we'll do 10 minutes uh, of our quiz 1904. Uh, we'll do that every other podcast um, today. Since it's the first one, we'll do it. Oscar's supposed to join us, but for those of you who know Oscar, he's always late. Um, so <laughs> he'll be joining us shortly uh, tonight on, so far. on Oscar time. Yeah, on Oscar time. Uh, we got Jay, got Bill. Boys, how are we? How you guys doing? Good. How you guys doing? Not bad. We have some ex some excitement at least, right? We're not doom yeah. and gloom like we were it's most of last year. Um, today, well, yeah. first to start, since <clears throat> since uh, we last chatted, we broke the fifteen thousand follower barrier on Facebook. We broke the sixteen thousand follower barrier on Facebook uh, last week. So uh, you know we're moving on up the chain. So if you haven't already, uh, give us a like, give us a follow on Facebook. We're also on Instagram, um, Twitter and youtube of course uh today talk about santa clara zero benfica five i'm not sure Shop, anyone expected that yeah rui from the the portuguese podcast predicted five zero he's the only one when he posted it i was like okay this is a joke prediction but it worked yeah. out <laughs> oh, yes. yeah exactly bonus points for that one I, exactly that's yeah. what one of the other guys said you should get 10 points for predicting a five zero um We'll do the review and MVP of that game. We'll talk about the season so far. Um, I know we haven't had a chance to talk uh, much, um, so we'll talk about what's happening. Did we expect it? Did we not? Do we expect it to continue? Um, what's the expectation versus the reality? Uh, also talk quickly about the, the Champions League group, uh, who we got matched up with. We got a big game tomorrow. We're back amongst the elite uh, is the title of this podcast. We played Dinamo Kiev tomorrow um, in a match that, won't be easy, um, but of course, uh, with the the form that we're currently in, we have to go in with with some somewhat high expectations. But we'll chat about that, and then at the end, we'll finish with a quick uh, uh, quiz. As I mentioned, four questions for each, um, and then there's a tiebreaker at the end. You get 15 seconds to answer. The graphics will appear on the screen. I'll shut off the comment visibility for you guys during those questions, so you're not able to see people pumping comments into the to the comp to the chat box. Um, but we'll get there. Uh, let's start with uh, Santa Clara. So, again, uh, a match or a result that uh, only one of us predicted. Um, a game that started off, first half was a bit slow. Benfica struggling to kind of get anything going. Rodrigo Pino starts and gets his first goal. Um, it was a nice goal. Um, and then second half, just, you know, the floodgates completely opened up. Um I'll start with you, Bill. Uh, I guess what did you what did you think of that game? What do you think was the deciding factor for Benfica in that second half to to all of a sudden turn into a completely different team and, and score four more goals? I mean, I think it was quite obvious once once Rafa came in, it, the dynamic of that game completely shifted. Right, I think him and that that role behind Darwin. Definitely gave him that those pockets of space that he likes to operate in, right? And 
I mean, that goal was, I mean, I don't think Rafa is ever going to score another goal like that again. You know, normally doesn't shoot from that far out, but um, again, it's those pockets of space that he, he does well in. And um, I think once he gets on the ball, it, it changes things because he, he attacks defenders with that pace. And I don't think there's anyone else on the team that has the pace and has the willingness to, to take defenders on. And I think it just changes the game when he's, when he's on and playing well, I think the, the team, it's completely different. Do you, I guess I have two questions for you. Um, one, do you think it's a concern? Um, and I agree with you. I think Rafa was the kind of the, the abrolatas as they like to call it. Um, do you think that his dependency or his ability to completely shift our offense is a concern, right? Because if, if Rafa doesn't come into that game, does Benfica end up winning the way they did, right? We don't know. Um, and then two, uh, Joaquin says here in the comments, Santa Clara is so weak. Um, I mean, we remember last year's game in their swimming pool in, in San Miguel. Um, this year, they started off the season well. They they went to the Conference League. They they won their first round, and then they ended up playing Partizan. They won 2-1 to one at home, and then they ended up losing 2-0 away. Um, do you think it is a fact that they're weak? Do you think it's a fact that maybe tired legs for a group of players who aren't used to playing that many games this early on in the season? Or do you think Benfica was just that much more superior? I think it's probably just a, a probably a mixture of the three, right? I mean, they're yeah, they're used to only playing one game a week, maybe two if you toss in, toss the league and toss the football on, on those early stages. Um, so getting those early games in the what is it, the conference league, right? Whatever it's yep. called now, uh, yeah. definitely. I think it it uh, does add to their tired legs, especially early on in the season. But I think, uh, and we've seen it in previous seasons with Benfica. I think it just we have slow starts and then in that second half, like you just turn it on and, and when you need to, you can turn it on and kind of take it to the next gear. Um, and I think we saw that at times for Benfica in the first half, they just couldn't, I don't think they could find anything in behind and, and create the space that Rafa was creating. I think uh, Pinho did well to make that run. And, and I mean, it was a great finish, um, but Rafa does that consistently making those runs in behind jay what would you add to what bill said um and then i was going to ask you about swalina um a player who i thought in the first half didn't do well um i know that bill was listening to the radio and they mentioned that we're basically playing down a man um i thought in the second half he looked a heck of a lot better i mean the team also looked better um, and then at the end of the game i ended up catching the last five minutes on the radio on Antenu, and the guys were saying that you know, Rafa or Everton had had a good game. Um, so, add to to what Bill said. Your thoughts on the match, the performance, um, and then thoughts on on Everton. Well, I feel like in the beginning of the game, I don't think we started off too hot because I think Santa Clara started playing pretty well right off the right off the get go. They hit didn't they hit the post on a free kick uh, crossbar? Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they had a free crossbar. kick. So and, and I think Vlaco had to save one. I don't know who that that guy that shot the ball, but he ripped it almost. It was about to go up or nine. It was about to be a nice goal, and Bodie saved the hell out of it. Yeah. So I feel like Santa was playing pretty well, and we got that first run. I mean, that goal by Pinu, Rodrigo Pinu, he played. I thought his that goal was big confidence for him. That's huge. Um, and then Darwin. Darwin scored the luckiest goal <laughs> off two guys. I feel and like even his first goal was like a small roller, but it was it was like, I thought like overall they finally woke up like what like you guys said when Rafa came into the game. He just changes our team, I think, going forward so much overall. Um Everton, I mean, like you I think you pretty much said it. He started off slow, um, but I think he picked it up towards it up in towards the uh, second half of the game. The majority, I think it came with Rafa coming in too and helping the team going forward a little bit as well. Probably gave him a little bit more room or space on his side. So, I mean, I think overall it was a good win for us and just keep trucking. I mean, we got, we got a good few good results in a row, so just keep going. What are your what are your thoughts on that Odyssey is yellow card? Yellow, red? I think those are yellow. But, like... The guys went away from goal, like it's. But he hits the ball right. first. Yeah, yeah, like it's. 
it's yeah. it's one of those like I don't know. It's like it's tough to get a red on that. But he had he had one similar last year. Was I don't remember if it was it was in Europa League or if it was in the league. But there was a similar one. Was for, it was it, was it helped him? Was it like late in the tussle? Yeah, game? it was yeah. like the same thing. The like the guy gets the ball, but the ball is like going away from goal. So like, and he gets a red. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it basically depends on the ref, <laughs> whatever he feels like. Yeah, I agree. I think it, it was a yellow um, just because he got to the ball first. Um, they asked JJ after the game. He said it was a yellow. And then it's funny because the the journalists asked him again today to see if he changed his mind. And he basically said, uh, <laughs> nope. And since you can't push out a cassette atrás, how about the one from Elton in the Tassa? That should yep. have been a yellow too. Yeah. And with that, speaking of JJ, he's right on cue. It's like he planned it. Our buddy here. Yes, favorite guy. <laughs> there he is. Um, welcome. How are you? Hey, welcome, welcome. I'm I'm welcome. good. Well, you welcome. You're the one that's joining us. We're not yeah, welcome you. back to the show. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, the Oscar show. <laughs> we were just chatting about the Santa Clara game. Um, okay. They gave their opinion, so I'm going to ask you for your opinion, and then I'm going to ask you your thoughts on that yellow card for Adi. Okay. Well. Santa Clara game was a game of two halves. You probably guys already talked about it. First half was a, uh, it's it just, I don't know what the hell we were doing. I know we were saving a lot of players for the Dinamo game, uh, but we looked very shaky in the first half. Uh, it was, um, it, it was scary to watch. But then second half, they turned it up. I mean, uh, say has kept us in the game in the first half. Uh, to me, uh, I don't know if you guys are too early to do the MVP, but he's my MVP, even though Darwin scored two goals. He, he basically kept us in the game. Because if Santa Clara scored in the first half, it would have been a total different game. Yep. Yeah. So um, so so I I, uh, I got to give it to Audi. He's been stepping up this year. It's It's been impressive to see him come back from where he thought he was going to be gone. Um, and then, you know, second half, we just scored the first goal right before the half, and then uh, it was all ours. You know, it was just a, a goleada. That, uh, if he played another 20 minutes, it would probably have been 10-0. What do you think – uh, before you keep going on, what do you think was the uh, kind of that click that made us go from what we did in the first half to all of a sudden in the second half? We talked about it earlier. Bill mentioned Zafa and, and his ability to just create all sorts of problems for other teams going forward. Do you think it was Rafa? And I'll ask you the same question. Do you think there's a dependency there that Befica has that Rafa brings something to the table that maybe someone else doesn't? And if if Rafa doesn't come into that game, do we end up unlocking it the way we did? And is there a concern going forward, right? Like if Rafa's not, it's almost like a few years ago, right? Where PZ was on and he was scoring tons of goals, right? And if Benfica didn't perform, if PZ didn't perform, Benfica didn't really perform with him, right? Do you feel like that could be a case with Rafa? Like we're winning and we're not playing great, but Rafa gives us that other element that completely unlocks it. No, I think, I think Santa Clara like basically read us with the without Rafa in the game and Rafa completely changed the the type of the the game the way we were playing this the the because we're playing a lot of possession you know a lot of touches on the ball but not going really anywhere and Rafa coming into the game out of that speed that Santa Clara was not ready for and uh and and Rafa is that type of player they can change he did it in its last sound and in the in the Euros against uh Hungary right he came, Portugal was playing a lot of possession, a lot of possession. Rafa came in, and they were not they were not ready for that speed, you know, that Rafa brings into the table. So I think it's not like we depend on Rafa because we have players like if Everton steps up, he can do that kind of stuff. He can change a game. Um, uh, you know, PZ Jean Mari can change a game with it. With but but the, the Rafa brings something different to the table, and that we don't we don't we're not used to having. And so I think, I think what Rafa brings kind of. It's more useful in games like this where teams sit back, right? And they're just, they have their like two blocks of four and not really worried about going forward. Rafa's pace and his trickery in between those lines helps. In a game where it's, it's more open, I don't think we necessarily will rely on Rafa that much to, to kind of break down defenses. I think we have players, like Oscar said, we have players, Romario, everything could do it. Like, They've shown they can do it. It's just games where it's essentially eleven behind the ball. Like it's hard to find that space, and and just keeping possession isn't going to necessarily uh, break those defenses down. Jay, you had a oh, question. I actually have a question. Like since like in the beginning when Rafa came to Benfica, he wasn't the player that he's today, right? Like 
I feel like JJ being his coach the last two years, and I feel like the last two years is when Hoff has been playing like out of his mind. I, I think I, I really do think JJ has some effect on him. Uh, and I know you hate that, Oscar. No, 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 no. It's, it's not. It's not. My question is: Do you think JJ affected his ability? Because, like, let's think about it. His last two years, he's been really good. Like, wait, really wait. Good. So, so you compared to, when, compared to when he first came to Benfica? Yeah, but th th that takes a time. Like most players that come to Benfica, the first two years, most of them don't don't are not studs right away. Rafa was doing that at Braga before he came to Benfica. Yes. He was doing the exact same thing he's doing now with Benfica. He's doing that at Braga. It's just it took it, the the shirt weighs a lot. And and when he came to Benfica, it obviously it's a little stunned to see what we we see the Benfica. I, Most I, think, I think JJ has a big effect on him, and, and, and probably does. But yeah, he probably all the confidence in the world. He's like, yeah, dude, but, go at him, go at it, like because like he's like the only one that really starts off. Like as soon as it, he starts going at people, then other people start doing it. But, but thanks, Kim. You have to you have to understand that that uh that um he did the same thing with Bruno Lage last season. The last season Bruno Lage was there. I, I'm not by the way, I'm not saying Rafa wasn't a great player, but like he had like that he, when he first came, he was like he was not that great. Like he was I was like I was always talking about like how why did we spend the money? Ever since the last two years, I don't know if JJ just basically said he's like, dude, you're gonna be our best winger, this and that. Probably gave him the confidence. It's like yes, the ability's been there, but like it's what you guys are saying—the confidence in them. Can I tell you what Rafa's problem was the first two years with Benfica? Were you gonna say? I would say it's coaching. No, Salvio, that's his problem. Tell me, tell me, tell me, Rafa could start over Salvio when Salvio was there. Towards Salvio's towards the end of his career, when yeah, when, when Salvio towards the end of his career, and Bruno Lage was starting out. to get hurt. No, I know. And then Rafa stepped in when Bruno Lage was there. Rafa's had the best season with Bruno Lage last season when they came back against against Porto. It was Bruno Lage. It was, uh, I, think, I think his best year was last year. And he's starting off this year the way he is. I think this year might be his best year, to be honest. I hope so because he's, he's at that age. He's the prime. He has to. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Even started getting like starts in the national team and everything. Like he's been like, he's. I feel like he's been a really dynamic player for us. No, absolutely. I and I, I from from when we bought him from Braga, a lot of play, a lot of uh, uh, you know fans. You know a lot of people. Sixteen million, sixteen million. I know, I know. But I always, uh, you can ask your brother, uh, Kenny, when he comes back into the show. I was, uh, I was one of the guys that believed in Rafa. Rafa's gonna explode. He's gonna explode. He's gonna explode. It took him a while, but he he's doing exactly what I thought he was gonna be doing. He, at Braga, he was he was very convincing. You just needed to step into a fika and, and not let the shirt weigh that much. Maybe that's what it was, but I just felt like. It should have been right from the get-go, too. But it, I'm just happy that he's playing the way he is now. Last year, just for context, I've had nine goals last year in all competitions. Uh, now, how many How many Bruno Lage? Well, he has four already this no, year. No, no. I'm talking Bruno, about last Bruno year. Bruno Lage was, what, 18, 19? Yeah. Um, yeah. Rafa had uh, 21. Yeah, so think about Bruno Lage. That's the last year with Bruno Lage. He played his best soccer. And him and PZ. Okay. I mean, hopefully, I think I would say that I think Rafa's biggest issue is consistency. I think that's his biggest problem is he'll go yeah. two, three games and He's, perform he and, starts, and crush it. Yeah. And then he'll and fall he starts off. off hot. Yep. yep, exactly. So if he can stay consistent in this system, I think he'll cause all sorts of issues. So let's hope that's the case. Um, quickly to finish off on this game, MVP. Um, I'll just read off the goal point. Um, so Vlakodim was 6.7. Lucas Ruiz was 6.7. Vertonghen 6.8. Morato 6.7. Jean-Marius 6. Weigel 6.6. Grimaldo 7.5. Everton 6. Darwin 7.9. And Pinu 6.4. Rafa had a 7. Jetson had a 5.5. Yaremchuk had a 6.1. Lazaro and Pizzi with a 4-9. Darwin was rated best player of the match according to goal point with that 7.9. The best player on Santa Clara was Lincoln, who I actually think is a really good player. Um, they're number 10. Um, he had a 5.8. Uh, Oscar, you already said Odiseas um, was your man of the match. If you had to pick another one, who would it be? Well, I think, okay, Odiseas, to me, is, he just kept the, in the game, so to me, it deserves man of the match, right? But I think Rafa coming in the second half, changing the game the way he did, and unblocking the whole Santa Clara defense, I think it deserves to be my number two. I, I guys, I don't get me wrong. I, I'm I'm not against Darwin. I mean, 
he, he did what he had to do. But, uh, <laughs> I have, te- I have but, texts showing against. I know, I know, but th- those, those, oh, two, you got receipts. That's but, keep those. Let's, 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 let's be honest. Those two, goal, those, two goal, those two goals are very shaky for a striker. Like, I know it, the second one, I still don't agree with your analysis one, on the, the first one. one. Was a nice finish. The it, first it, one, dude, the first one, come on. I'll, I'll even give Oscar, like, I thought he was gonna like shank that ball. Like, yeah. And then he hit it with his started head. bouncing. Yeah. Look, 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 that exact position is what Ronaldo did against Manchester United. Fucking take with the left shot, the left foot. Like you're in that position. Why do you have to open up your body to shoot to the far post? Fix right him. Post? Just fix him. Oh. Opens up, fakes the far post, goes oh, near yeah. post. And, and goes through, he, through dude, the goal. He has to have a size two big shoe or something. Yeah. yeah. You fake by going through the goal. You don't fake to go through the goal. You fake to go either the near post or far post. He, he, he tripped over near post. Again. With running with the ball, didn't he? He slipped. He slipped. He hit. Oh. The field was all messed up. He, if you watch, oh, I thought he. Was. I thought he tripped by himself too. <laughs> yeah. I was like, dude, did he trip over his laces? I was I like, thought, no. I thought he was the ball behind him when he was running. I he hit the sprinkler. They showed the highlight, and there was a um, a divot, and it legit like took a bunch of chunk of grass out. It looked like me golfing. Grass went flying. He went one oh, way. Yeah. The grass went the other. It's dangerous. No, yeah. I get. I, I hope I just unblocks him. I hope he just it, it gets the this weight off his shoulders and he, he continues scoring. But he, it, as a striker, I mean, a Pino had a, a six strike. Pino had yeah. a, a, a block, nice finish. Right? So, so that's what I expected from Darwin when he came down the line with the left foot, left shot, you know, left foot. I didn't mm-hmm. expect him to trip over the ball and and shank it and happen to go in. Is Pino is Pino lefty? He is. Oh. That's why it gives you that other confidence, right? He's a lefty. Dude, he, that was a strong good player. shot. I was like, but, okay. Yeah. Now it makes you think, too. We have really good forwards this year. Like, <laughs> there's like no issue. Like, in that situation, Darwin likely cuts it back to his right, right? Because he's not, yeah. one, he's he doesn't have that confidence yet. But two, he's not as comfortable on his left foot, right? Wait, Which Mike, his second goal is the last, the last shot. Yeah, and did you see where it was going? I know it was going. He's required to moon, but like still, like yeah, but just that. Well, I know. Going on, it had to. Be it was on a, It was on target, but the goalie might have been able to just like plop it down with his face. It wasn't going anywhere. And then it took it took two deflections, not one. It took two, and then it ended up yeah. going to the back of the net. Um, Bill, who's your MVP? Rafa. I think him coming in the second half completely, completely changed the game. Okay, Jay. Yeah, Rafa, he's been our best player. Can't disagree with anything. But I'll give Oscar credit too. I think Odie saved, kind of put us in, like kept us in the game because we could have been easily down two or three zero. Oh, 100 percent. If you're saying who who our best player is so far in the season, I'm canning it to Odie. He's so I'd many probably, clutch saves. Yeah, I'd probably say Rafa, but Odie's definitely. In the he's had so many clutch, so many great saves. Yeah, we didn't even talk about the Champions League. Like he yeah, came yeah. huge. Let, let's be like, on fucking fire. He kept. We're in the Champions League today, a lot because of Adi. Yeah, it's all because of him. Hundred percent. Be honest with you, it's all because of him. The first game against PSV, that that he that was class from Adi. Yeah. <laughs> that what was about good. the second? In the second, second game, who's even better? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go different. I'm gonna go. I mean, obviously, the ones you guys called out are the obvious ones. I'm gonna go with. Vertonghen. Um, I was talking to Bill's dad about it yesterday, actually. Um, he, I know we've talked about him and his age and his, his lack of pace, um, but he had a couple of plays in that game where, you know, the ball was played across the box, dangerous ball, and he just, he deals with shit, right? He, he's not a flashy guy like Otamendi where he'll run through people and push people over and get yellow cards, but he just brings a different level of, of, certainty back there again i'm still on the fence because of his lack of of pace maybe with so many options and less games on his legs maybe it won't be as much of a problem um but i must say that he he impressed me there was definitely two that came across that box the corner of the six and he played them away and and a lot of players maybe young maybe morato maybe you know shanks it miss hits it it ends up going backward like you don't know where the hell it's going to go right morato had one against psv if i'm not mistaken where he like went to clear and it legit like went up straight, straight up. in the air came yeah. back down like three yards away um so he's my pick wait um, isn't he isn't he your flop of the season he was he was my disappointment or the flop or whatever um and i still think that he's still not one of our uh better center backs i would still take Lucas Verissimo and, and not the and not the Mendy over him. Um 
and because of his price tag or salary, um, I just, I, if I had to pick two center backs, he wouldn't be one of them. But again, I'm speaking of this game. I was, I was impressed by him getting in there. Uh, maybe the fact that he didn't play for Belgium that second game or third game, whatever the hell it was, maybe helped with some fresh legs. Go ahead, Jay. What, what did you guys think, thought about Morato so far? If you got, I think I think he has a future. I think I think he has. Um, if he gets a little bit more garra in him, he's got the physical, uh, uh, you know, ability to to be in. Uh, yeah. uh, he's he's like he's, he's, got a, he's, he's a big got a, dude. He's a he big. Was, he, he, yeah. was another one, he was another one that was pretty big for us in the Champions League. Yeah. I thought. Yeah, and uh, and he's, he's a young kid, twenty one years old, whatever whatever he is, but he's yeah. he's a young kid that uh, I think he has a, a, a future with Benfica. And to be honest with you. If you if you go to three men back, he's got. I think he's got one of the spots. He's got to, He's got to be consistent because there's a few games that I'm like, holy shit, he's like he's all over the place. So yeah. you're, you're choosing him over for, for Tongan? I think this should be rotating. I don't think this should be a steady. Yeah, I, I, mean, yeah, I think I think with the three man back, it gives it gives Jesus the option now, right? He can he can rest he can rest for Tongan. He can rest Otamendi. Whereas last year, those guys had to play if they didn't play in the back. They weren't playing with the three in the back, right? They had to change the formation up completely. Right. And I think with Morato being able to step in this year, yeah. and we saw at the end of last year, like he's been playing well. I think it gives them the option to rest the older guys and, and kind of keep their legs fresh. I, I really think that this year we have really good depth overall throughout the whole team. Like even our forwards, the, the ones that step in, they're scoring goals. Our defense is playing pretty well. Our midfield, we have a lot of options with our wingers and two. Like, I, I feel like this year is we're more well balanced, like including our bench play and everything. That's a good segue into our next topic here. Um, but quickly, Steve in the chat says, "Do you guys know if the new left we got from Marseille is hurt? Why he not give in. him a few minutes?" He came in. No, he's talking, no, he's talking about, about the Serbian. He's talking he's about talking the Serbian. Um, was on he... the bench the game before. Um, he's not. He, he played for the. He played, he for, played the for Serbia. Team. Yeah. yeah. So I don't believe he's hurt. He's hurt. And, and looking at it, he wasn't on the the Bulletin Clinic. So How did he play in the national team? I have no. I know nothing about the game. He came in as a sub. Um, he's yeah. he's a a, a a a player similar to Rafa in the terms of pace, in terms of wanting to go at guys. He can play anywhere across the front three. Um, so I'm sure he'll give us uh, some options up there he'll give us something different um than maybe like a, a Sibelina gives us um but it'll be interesting to see kind of how he fits into the team but um uh, I guess I'm not surprised given that he's he hasn't probably practiced much and I think he actually came with a knock but he did play for the national team so I don't see him on the bulletin clinic so I'm assuming he wasn't on the bench against Santa Clara simply for uh, a JJ uh, choice and, and nothing else um Steve says he'll replace Everton easy. Um, will be an easy choice. We'll see. I mean, Everton's a big, big spend. So hopefully he he does hey, something this year. Let, let, have we lost the guys that were supposed to leave, like Vinicius and all those guys? They leave. Yeah, yeah Benny went to PSV for two years. We lost. He him. went on loan for yeah. He went on loan for two years. Yeah. And he went to Braga. Looked right? like he went to Braga. The only one I think that stayed is um, Gabriel. When Gabriel was, yeah, they're trying to get rid he, of him. Yeah, he's still on the team, and I think Jets in. I am low or something. Like, let's take I leave. He wants they to put leave. him in. They put him in timeout, which I think is really weird. Um, and just quickly before we jump to the next topic, Gabriel is not practicing with the A team, um, and he's not allowed at the Seychelles at the same time that the A team is there. But what so, is that? Do they explain it? I don't. I, I mean, obviously, they're not going to put that that stuff outside, no. right? That stuff that stays within within the club. But I just think it's really weird. And he must have done something stupid. And his personality, I feel like he would do something like that because they tried. They had a deal lined up apparently to get him to go to Rostov, and he was fine with it. And then, like in the eleventh hour, he was like, "No, no, no never mind. I don't want to go." Um, so basically, he his practices are alone. And his practices are at opposite times of when the team is at the Seychelles. So if they're there in the morning, he can only go there in the afternoon and vice versa, which I think is really weird. But who the hell knows what he was doing? Something I mean, had to have happened behind closed doors. Yeah, I mean, they they 
demoted some audience, but he was playing with the B team and he was practicing with the B team. The fact that he's not even allowed at the Seychelles with the A team seems really weird to me. Yeah. Um, next topic here we have is uh, where the hell's my piece of paper? Oh, season thus far. So expectations going into it versus the reality. Um, the reality is that we're five for five in the league. Uh, we've scored 13 goals, two against. We conceded against Mudidens. We conceded against Tundela. In the Champions League, we have played four games, or Europe, we've played four games. Uh, we scored two games and or two goals in three of them, and then in one of them there was a, a, a goalless draw. Uh, so in nine official matches, we've had six clean sheets, which is impressive. Um, we... Uh, I don't know what the hell I can't even. Re- oh, we've scored two plus goals in all but one official match, which was that zero zero draw against PSV. Um, so, I mean, we're scoring goals. Uh, we're keeping clean sheets. Again, it might not be, you know, against the Portos and the Spartans of the world or the Bragas of the world, but we're keeping clean sheets, right? Last year, there was a lot of games. I think we talked about in the group chat, right? That game against PSV, right? We were, they were banging at the door and we didn't concede, right? In last year's mindset, we can see the goal there early and then just get blown away. Um, Jay, I'll start with you. Um, in terms of what you're seeing today, did you expect it? Maybe not to go five, five for five and, and do what we're doing uh, or do what we did to get into the group stage. Um, but are you surprised? Are you not surprised? Do you think we can maintain it? Um, what are your thoughts there? not really surprised since I predicted all the victories as well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I mean, it's usually you get one or two games. I think what we, you mentioned all the games that we played, not really surprised so far. The champions league. I thought that those games were a little bit tougher. um, The PSV match, especially, but um, overall going the start of the season, I feel like our strong point to me, I know that we're, scoring goals, but our defenses, I think I, I, that's like the most best defense I've seen, especially playing with the three guys in the back that we've had for a while. Um, I trust those, every single one of those guys or four, four. I even trust Morato now. Um, I just feel like we can defend and if we can just get Rafa to make a couple good runs or get behind the defenders and score goals, I feel like we can defend out like we did against PSV. I mean, that game, that's all we pretty much did was play defense. And all this, like we, I mentioned, Oscar mentioned it earlier, all this says has been huge. Um, I don't know what what he's on, but he's he's been playing outstanding um, since he got his job back. So just, I feel like I'm, that's the, the position area that I'm most comfortable. And Juan Mari also helps play in the midfield. I think he he's a better player to distribute the ball also. Um, question for you, Jay. Between Pinu, Darwin, Yaramchuk, uh, who else? Seth. I, I, for, I literally, your dad mentioned him yesterday, oh, yeah. Bill, and I was like, yeah, I forgot. So between the five of them, Jay, who are your, I guess, give me your rank between the five of them. Who would you, who are you most comfortable with? Oh, dude, that's a tough question. Um, we're going off of form, right? Like current form. Yeah, just... current form. Okay. Yeah. Five, I'd probably go Seth because he really hasn't been playing, I feel like. It's been uh, hard. Yeah. Four, Pinu. Three, Darwin. I'd probably say two, Yamchuk, and one was. I, I really have the most confidence on Ramos right now. I feel like he's been playing really well. And Even if. Even if um, even if he comes off, but like starting a game, I feel like he, dude, that dude runs. Like he's just always running throughout the whole game. I, I feel like that's that would be my order. Okay. Young yeah, scores goals though. Oscar, reality expectations versus reality. You surprised? Yeah. You're not surprised? Uh, I'm not surprised. We haven't played like if we last year we talked about this. I knew this was coming. <laughs> Here we come. Schedule. It was no, no. It was, it was anyone. That was only five. Hey, that was only five. Sword. No, and we didn't get into champions. Wait, wait, wait. Last year we had was a five and a, five five games. You know, scoring goals, goliadas up to goliadas. 
we're champions. Nobody's going to beat us. We spent a hundred million dollars, and uh, we, we didn't have goalie we, others last year. We had yeah, one we yeah, we five did. zero yeah. against Somalia, right? And we have five zero against Santa Clara. So let's yeah. let's let, before we throw off Fugic, let's let's calm down because we had the exact same thing happen last year. We the only reason why we come out we came out of Champions League last year is because of one game away. All right, if we had two games, we would have been the same exact situation we are this year. All right. So let's let's calm down. We haven't played anybody hard other than PSV, and the PSV could have gone gone either way. We didn't dominate PSV, all right. So it kind of got either way. So talking, let's calm down. We haven't played. Let's let's wait until we play some hard games in 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 like a Sporting in Porto Braga, and then we talk about this tomorrow. Dinamo Kiev. Let's see how, the, how we do against Dinamo Kiev. That's a tough game. I agree with that. I agree. No, I I agree, and I give Oscar shit, but I, I agree. We like. <laughs> We've beaten the teams we should beat, right? Like the schedule for Benfica at the beginning has been favorable, right? Except for the Champions League stuff, we don't know who you're going to get. But at, in the league, yeah, we've had a pretty easy schedule so far. And then out of the the two teams in the Champions League, um, I thought Benfica dominated um, Spartak. And then against PSV, like Oscar said, that could have easily gone either way. The first game, yeah, we won, but. I think it was it was pretty it was a pretty good game both ways, and then the game there was just I mean, a nice defensive wall from us. Yeah, um, guys too. So yeah, we yeah. Good but I, I agree. We've won the games we should win, which is good, and I think this five zero result is is coming at a pretty good time, right? We have the Champions League game tomorrow. I think that that five zero on the weekend will will kind of motivate guys and. More morale's high, so I think going into tomorrow's game, which is probably our first real big test, because we never play well out in Russia and Ukraine. Like it's always difficult going out that way. Um, I think tomorrow will will be a big uh, telling point at where we are in in the season and, and how the team's performing. I think you guys are undervaluing this beginning of the season, and the reason I say that is. Right, we've won the games that we should have won. In theory, the games that Benfica should win are all of the games except the difficult ones against Sporting and Porto and maybe Braga. Um, Benfica dominated Spartak. They never got out of first gear. In Russia, we fucking torched them. We could have put that game away in the first half, and we missed a lot of chances. Um, yep. Second half, second game, cruise control. Spartak was scared as hell. They they played in the deep block, and Benfica basically just possessed the ball. We still came around with a 2-0 win. Against Muradins in the first game of the season, Diogo Gonzalez gets a red card. A Muradins team that last year we went there and tied, um, if you guys don't forget. Aroca, yeah, newly promoted. They got a red card early. Absolutely should have won. Reminded me of the Bovista game last year, last year when they got a red card early. PSV at home. First half, I thought we dominated. Second half, I thought we were a bit too cautious and dropped off, and PSV took it to us. Um, we could have gone up 3-0, and, and Rafa missed that chance, and then they came back and scored um, their goal. Gilby sent away. I'm not bothered by that, but it wasn't an easy game. Uh, right? We unlocked that at the end with Lucas Verissimo scoring and Grimaldo. PSV away, we played, what, 60-plus minutes with a guy down against the PSV side that people talked about how they score against everyone and anyone for fun, right? And the fact that we kept them for 60-plus minutes at home in front of their fans without scoring a goal, and sure, they had that play that play that Zahavi had that went off the crossbar, which I think that if it did go in, it would have been offsides. I thought he was slightly ahead of the ball. Um, but the fact that we kept them to, 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 to zero goals – in a match where we played down a man for 60 plus minutes, I thought shows a hell of a lot of character, a hell of a lot of personality in this team. Um, Tundel at home, we almost slipped up. Fortunately, Gilberto, the man, pulled through and saved us late in the game. And then the Santa Clara team, again, they didn't look uh, great in the second half, but this is also a team that we went there last year and tied. Um, but, so, but you're another thing you're forgetting. When you're talking about these little, the smaller teams, you remember one year they could be good and then they lose all their good players right. to the next year. So the next year they could be shit. So but you, Santa Clara this year, they 
they were in the conference league and they beat yeah, Partizan they at home. They, and then they lost. They, they lost their best center back to Porto, and he doesn't even play. I know, but he, they lost him to Porto, and he was their best center back. They, they. So you have to think about this. Morirens last year, yeah, we tied Morirens last year. There like, doesn't mean they're gonna have the same team this year. Those those teams, if they have a guy that's decent, halfway decent, decent, they he leaves. So we can't we can't compare like oh last year went to Seychelles and we tied. No, we can't do that because those are small teams. They lose their players like year after year. No, I agree. I just think we're. I I under I agree with the mindset of we haven't played anyone apart from PSV that should have really challenged us. I think tomorrow, like you said, will be a really good test yeah. to see where we're at. Um, but I also feel like we shouldn't take away or devalue, right? But what we've done up until now doesn't mean we're going to be champions, doesn't mean that we're going to win out and we're going to win everything, right? But I feel like a Benfica fan's mindset is always to like, you know, slow down. We haven't done anything great yet. Let's relax. I get it, right? You don't want to get euphoria because we beat, you know, the Joby Sins and the Tundellas of the world. Um, but I think we should be happy and content with what we're seeing, right? To what we came from I'm last year yeah. to what we're seeing today. Like, and I'll, I'll go around the table here quickly. Um, what do you think is the number one thing that you could say we've improved on from last year? Like the most obvious and glaring thing. Oscar Our midfield. Uh, uh, I'm wait for myself. My well, midfield. midfield. Number the midfield. Oh, I'm going to wait. No, it's you, just, unanimous. Our, we got we got a number eight. We got Joao Mario. That's that's yep. to me. That's that that's the the number one thing that we needed last year. We all talked about it last year. The whole season we need number eight. We need number eight. PZ's not a number eight. PZ, like they're putting PZ as number eight. The, the midfield against a strong team is not going to work out. Joao Mario is that number eight we needed. He's the guy that go that, that defends, attacks, has a ball, is a vision. He's the number eight we needed to go in that with that with Vigo. Hundred percent agree. Jay? Yeah, probably I, the only time I'll 100% agree with Oscar. It's definitely, definitely João Mario, and like, it's not even a question. See, like, imagine yeah. Tarab still being there. Like, I mean, I, I feel like he was playing all right towards the end, but it, I'm so happy João Mario because it just helps us going forward. He's the one that can like interlock with the the midfield with the forwards, the best overall. He gives you that, also that uh, assurance in ball possession and passing ability. And, and Mike, don't get me wrong. Every Benfica is happy with the the run they're on right now. Every Benfica is, but we just have to we just have to look at like ex this. We're in the exact same position we were last year, other than being in champions and not in champions, right? Exact same position, undefeated, five games. We're in the top of the table. Exact same situation. So uh, the only the only thing I'm not doing is throwing for gits. Uh, I'm sure. not. I have. I I have. Kind of, I kind of have reserved myself for let, let, let it keep playing like this for a little longer. Oscar doesn't he's, want to he's, he's got the fugits in his closet. He's not he's, ready to go. Well, like he got burned last year with the parachute. We hit a cliff pretty hard. Oscar's still <laughs> waiting for the, the cliff. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe, hey, maybe this year. Yeah. yeah, maybe this year we'll see the cliff. Um, moving ahead. Dinamo Befica tomorrow. First game of the group stage. We're back amongst the elite. Um, last four times we've played these guys, we've we've actually been pretty good. So 2016, we beat them in the group stage 1-0. Um, in the same season, we went there and won 2-0. Um, in 92, 91-92 uh, season, we played them again in the group stage. Uh, we beat them 5-0 at home, and then we went and lost 1-0 um, away. Um in the league, they have played seven. They got 19 points. They've only lost points once, which was a tie against a team I can't pronounce, and they're in 10th place. <laughs> um, I think it was 1-1. Um, so these guys, similar to PSV, right, they score goals. Um, this is a club that uh, for a few years has lived in the shadows of Shakhtar. Um, you know, when, when people mention uh, Ukrainian football, uh, you know, Shakhtar is normally one of the ones more recently that comes to mind. Uh, maybe for Portuguese people, even more so with Luis Castro having been there, uh, Paulo Fonseca having been there. So uh, this is a club that's kind of trying to, to bring themselves back um, to where they used to be among the elite. They got a manager who, um, like JJ said today, Luchescu, who is the, the active manager with the most titles in the world. Um, 
there. Uh, the Ukrainian national team has six uh, players from Dinamo on the national team. Um, and five of them are, are starters on the national team. And we took one of them away, which was Yaramchuk. Uh, so this isn't a team that, you know, we can, we can brush off. Um, it's normally a difficult travel um, to Ukraine and Russia, like Bill said earlier. Uh, but looking at the group, right, this is the team that Mefika needs to get six points from, right? If we get six points against Dinamo and we somehow manage to get a result at home against Bayern or Barcelona, right, it puts us in a pretty good spot to, to kind of take that leap going forward. So, um, G Oscar, I'll start with you. Um, what are your expectations for this game? Are you feeling comfortable or confident? Um, and, and do you think, uh, Benfica will come out of this group? All right, listen, we have Bar Barca and Bayern. So, so coming out of the group is not something like it's, it, can we come out of the group? Yes. Barcelona this year is going through the, the roughest probably time since I've been alive seeing Barcelona go through. Right. So if, we, if there's a year to get points out of Barcelona is this year. Okay. Now, especially now they lost Griezmann back to Atletico Madrid. So, so Dinamo Kiev, like you said, is a team that we have to get the six points out of. We have to. A home and away, we have to get to six points. We, we had a good result against Santa Clara. We saved players to play against Dinamo away. Um, it's all in our favor to get this result. Like, we, we didn't have to, you know, I thought, oh, shit, against Santa Clara, we're going to struggle. We have to put our starters in, and then everybody's going to be, like, tired and all that. It didn't go that way. It went perfectly the way that, that it should go. We and now we go to Ukraine with a fresh team. All team, everybody's available. No, no, nobody's hurt, according to Jesus. So we have all in our favor to get three points from Dinamo. Well, we don't have uh, Lucas. Oh yeah, the right, card. The right card. Yeah. But that was yeah. why he played against Santa Clara and Otamendi stayed yeah. out. Right, right. And and like we talked about, we have we have uh, Otamendi and uh, Morato and uh, and uh, Vertogen that that can step in. So, do you? So, if you had to predict today based on current form and expectation, the standings of our group, what would they be? Dude, I think I think Bayern gets a, a number one spot. Yeah, I think. Unfortunately, I'd see. I wish I could say Benfica gets number two, but we're, play, we're talking about Barcelona, and Barcelona is Barcelona, right? Right. We talked about Spain sucking this year in the Euro because they didn't have any big names, and then all of a sudden they're dominating everybody. Like it's Barcelona. It's like the tiki taka that they play. The no matter who they put in, they play the same kind of soccer. So. Can we get points against them? Yes, but it's going to be really tough. And I think, so to me, it's going to be Barcelona, uh, Bayern, Barcelona, Benfica, Dinamo. Okay. Jay. I, like, we want me to guess the standings? Give me your expectation for tomorrow. Oh, kind of group uh, as as, and give me your standings. As far as the standings, I'll just say I agree with Oscar, even though not a big fan of Barca. They still have players on that team that can bury the ball in the back of the net, obviously. But I think you mentioned it earlier. If we can get the six points from Dinamo, that would be huge. But I don't think Dinamo is not going to have any points at all either. So it's we got we to gotta make – we got to score goals over there or make it tough on them because they like to play at home. I think you mentioned earlier they scored 11 goals the last two games at home. Um, it's going to be a tough game. I – I'm like torn on my prediction on this game, but I feel like if if Rafa can cause some problems on that back line, and I feel like we could get a result, but I feel like it's going to be a tougher game than than everyone thinks. Like I don't think Dinamo is a pushover at all. No, they're not. They're not. Like I think it's going to be a lot tougher. Like we might. I think feel like it's a game that we might have more possess more possession of them, and they they can hit us on a counter. Boom. Like something like that, okay. or vice versa. Or yeah, that 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 too. Bill, the reason I'm torn, I don't know how this. Like, I, I still don't have my prediction for it. Usually, I know it, but I I don't know. Well, start thinking about it. It's coming up soon. I know. Bill, yeah, I, I agree with with everyone else. Right, it's going to be a tough game. Um, traveling out to Ukraine is always tough. I think what might be in Benfica's favor this this time is 
the fact that we're not going out there in like December or November, right? Like it's, it's early September. So it's not freezing conditions and, and the players won't be wearing like hats and gloves like we've seen in the past. Um, so that, like weather wise, they won't have to deal with anything crazy. But I, I, I think Benfica has the squad and, and they should go there for the win. I, I don't think there's any reason for Benfica to come back from Dinamo without, without the three points. And Mike mentioned it like, yeah, these are this game against Dinamo, the two games against Dinamo are the games we have to win. And then it's against Bayern and Barca, try to steal points where we can and, and see if we can squeeze in on that. I, I think we have to squeeze in on that second the second place. I don't think I don't think anyone's going to be taking the number one spot from Bayern. I think that's pretty pretty obvious the squad they have. Um, but to go into the predictions, I think I think we edge out Barcelona. I this isn't the Barcelona of old, right? They're still trying to play that tiki taka football, but I don't think Coleman has this squad depth or the players to, to play that. And, and I've watched their games and I, I don't, I don't fear Barcelona like we used to, right? You would, we used to see Barcelona and you'd automatically, all right, we're, we're fucked, right? There's no, there's no chance we're going to take points. I think at home against Barcelona, I think we have a, a chance of, of stealing points and then going there. I mean, it's, it's a way game at Barcelona that, that just weighs on you at, at the camp. No, but I think we have, the opportunity to steal points from Barcelona, and I think we we squeeze out and, and edge them out in, in second place. I agree. That's my that's my standing prediction: Bayern, Benfica, Barca, and uh, Dinamo. Um, I think that Barcelona doesn't win in Kiev, um, and I think Kiev might be able to pull off one more surprising result um i think the top three will be close in points i don't think it'll be a massive gap i know that Bayern on paper um is the better side um i think we lose there against Bayern, but like the Bayern, like if they start off with a tie tomorrow right Bayern and barcelona right things could get tricky right like now shit gets serious right <laughs> um I think our our overlap game is against Bayern Munich, if I'm not mistaken. We play them yeah, the third right, and the fourth right. game. So that's tough, right? If we had a choice, I would have rather it been against someone else. Yeah. Um, but I think those those two games are going to really be telling as long as we don't slip up tomorrow against Dinamo Kiev. Um, our last game is against Dinamo at home, right? Correct. Yep. Well, that's, that's also good. Yeah. Um, Oscar, I'll start with you. Uh, what's your prediction for tomorrow? Damn, man. I, I think it's going to be a 1-0 game in, for Benfica to win a score and a counterattack. Okay. Bill? Luis Yaramchuk with two goals. Damn, against his own team. Old team. Jay? Uh... <laughs> Uh, two one, Bay figure. That's my prediction as well. I was going to say two to one, but I'll stick to one zero. One two two to one. I think Bayfica goes up two zero, and then they score a goal. I, and I hope, I hope uh, what Bill said, Yarmchuk scores both of them. Um, imagine that cause a rubber nice. over there. Um, all right. So I'm going to shut off the chat for you guys, so you can't see it. Um. If I can figure out how the hell to do it, guests, guests, see viewer comments. Okay, so I'm gonna pick at random. I'm gonna pick at random here. I got three flashcards with your names on them. I'm gonna put them on the ground or on the desk and see who I pick hey, first. And the rules of this game. I want to know the rules. Hold on, hold on. It's, Let me open up Google. It's trivia. <laughs> That's the rules. So Jay's first, Bill second, Oscar's third. You each get four questions. I hope they're multiple. Um, and you'll get 15 seconds um, to answer. Answer all four? No, one at a time, Caraglio. You new at this? you never done trivia before? All right, so Jay, you're up first. Let me see if this takes up so it cuts them off. Hold on, let me shut this off. Give me an easy one. 
All right, so I'm going to start with Jay first. Since he's on top, you guys are going to get cut off a little bit, but that's fine because you're not answering. So, Jay, first question here. 1998 season, Benfica defeated Baitar Jerusalem 6-0 in the first leg of the UCL. Oh, my God, did I give you the answer? <laughs> oh, my God, I'm an idiot. That's fine. I have an extra question I can give you. All right. <laughs> I, I clicked so on the wrong thing. I clicked on the wrong thing. Hold on, I have an extra question. I'll give you the extra question. All right. Pierre Venardon joined Benfica in 2000 from what club? A, Fire Nord, B, Vitesse Arnhem, PSV, or D, Ajax? I think it's A. You got eight seconds. Is that your final answer? Yes. Fire Nord is his answer. The answer is Vitesse Arnhem. He did play for Fire Nord, though. I, I thought uh, I was going to say A2. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> All right, 0 for 1. Here's the second one. I knew it should have been the team that's like random. 2014-15 season, Benfica played eight preseason matches. How many did they win? And I'll give you some information here. We played Dude. Sturil, Sporting, Marseille, Ajax, Sion, Atletico Bilbao, Arsenal, and Valencia. Eight games. How many did we win? Dude, you're asking like impossible questions. I mean, I'm not gonna give you layups. <laughs> Fucking eight preseason games. You got five seconds. Yeah, four seconds. Three, two, one. Me? Yeah. Well, yeah. I I no, you go all four. Let's go. I'll give it you again. Go. No, no. I, if oh, I have to get. I'll guess. Yeah. I'm gonna guess. C. Three, two, one. You, all right, C four. The answer is two. Benfica beat Studio 1-0, lost to Sporting 0-1, lost to Marseille 2-1, lost to Ajax 0-1, beat Sion 2-0, lost to Atletico Bilbao 2-0, lost to Arsenal 5-1, and lost to Valencia 3-1 in the... Uh, Yo, I actually remember that 5-1 game. I was at Oscar's sister's and then, <laughs> and, then won the, and then won the league. Oh, that was yeah, the, and then they won the league. Tony. No, that wasn't that year. No, 2014-15, Lombard. Jay, it's you again. 2017-18 season. Who scored Benfica's only goal in the Champions League group stage? For some context, Benfica played against CSKA, Basel, Manchester United. Um, Benfica won one to two against CSK at home. Who scored our goal? Seth Jonas Pizzi Jimenez. Jimenez. Final answer? Yeah. He says D. Jimenez locked in. The answer is A. Stefanovic. Nice. I got him all wrong. He scored against uh, I'm CSK. Just laughing. I get. All right, I got to give you the last one because it was a tiebreaker and I fucked up the first one. So, as manager of Benfica, who was Jose Mourinho's last match against? A. Alverca, Sporting, Union Leiria, or Maritimo? Dude, I honestly don't know. You don't remember this? No, Leiria. Uh, the answer is incorrect. The answer is Shocking. Sporting. No, I three zero. And yeah, Mari requested... Tomas scored. something Tomas. Mari Tomas. Was it Mari Tomas? Sean Tomas scored. That's was. Yeah, yeah. They won three zero. He and then he got kicked. Then he went and asked uh, Villarino for uh, more time on his contract, and he told him to go take a hike, and that's when he left. And I, I believe he went to Union Lydia. That's why I put it in there. So Jay went zero for four. Yeah. Why, why did I get all the questions though? Four, you go four and four. There's four, four each. Four and four. Dude, your questions better be harder than mine. All right. Be Bill is Bill is next. So let's see. We got question two. Sabri, let me move Bill up here. Sabri left my feet in 2002. Which club did he go to? Pauk, Olympiacos, Maritimo, Asturil. No one does a physical Google. Hands are fucking right here, dude. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hey Siri, where? Hey. <laughs> Final answer. Final answer. He, I think he came from Paul. Maritimo. Yeah. <laughs> he went to. He Who else got talking to Siri over there, dude? <laughs> <laughs> he came from Paul in 2000. So uh, yeah. And then he went to Maritimo for a year, and then he went to Estrela Madura for a year. Uh, next question here. We got. 2003-2004, Benfica beat Porto 1-2 after extra time in the Taça de Portugal. Fisa scored the first goal. Who scored an extra time? 
Socota, Simão, Giovanni, Nuno Gomes. I'll kill you if you don't know this. I actually know this one. Oh my god. <laughs> Dude. Three seconds. Quick. No, he's so he's past his time. No, I said Simon it's one to zero. It's like back at 15 again. Uh, yeah. I'll give you that. It was Simon. It's Simon header. 104th minute. Fisa scored in the 58th. Only reason why I'll give you that is because I totally botched mine. Bill's got one. Next question. 2018-19 season, Mayfica was eliminated in the quarterfinals of the Europa League. By who? A. Eintracht Frankfurt. B. Dinamo Zagreb. C. Ike Athens. Or D. Galatasaray. Dude, why didn't I get this one? A. I, I know. The Frankfurt. Final answer? So dumb. This kid gives me a preseason question. Jean Felix scored three. Uh, we won four to two at home, and then we lost two zero uh, in Germany. And last one for you, Bill. Benfica finished second, five points from first place. How many games did they lose that season? Three, four, five, or seven? All right, this one I'll give you. This one's tough. <laughs> Even though I think I, I know how many games. Um, dude, he's looking at the standings. Giggle. I'm a fucking answer in eight, dude. Five, four, three. I'm going to go two. B, four. B is the answer, and the answer is wrong. C, five. Benfica lost Porto twice. They lost to Braga at home 1 0. They lost to Santa Clara 4 3 after the COVID break, and they lost to Meritimo when Nanu scored on us. Uh, Can I um, recommend a question to Oscar for like a 1980s team? <laughs> All right, Oscar. In 1962. <laughs> Oscar. Yeah, I know. You'll probably do this heavy for him. His name was everyone. <laughs> so Bill got two. Um, let's see if Oscar can can tie this up. All right. Bill got two. Bill got two. He got Frankfurt and Simo. Um, all right. Oh. 2014 or 13-14, Benfica was in the Group C of the Champions League with Anderlecht, Olympiacos. Who was the fourth team? SG, Bayern, Barcelona, Borussia Dortmund. Borussia. Final answer. I think so. Hold on a second. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not giving you. Yeah, yeah, it was Borussia. All right. Borussia is locked in. Answer, PSG. PSG. Benfica beat Enderlecht, lost 3-0 to PSG, tied Olympiacos 1-1. We, we, we beat PSG, PSG the Red Louis, right? Yeah. We, we lost, we yeah. We lost in Athens. We beat Enderlecht in Belgium 3-2, and we beat uh, PSG 2-1 at home yeah. the last game. We finished third in that group. Get so that, was, that was the year that we went to the final in the Europa League against Sevilla. And Bill punched my floor. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Next question, Manuel Fernandes. How convenient that he got this one. This. Why, you you should have called up on the senior team uh, in 2004 with Camacho. What number was he? 37. Final Dude, answer. This should have been my question. Say final answer. Yeah. Okay. If Oscar and, gets a Nuno Gomes question, this is rigged. This is fucking rigged. Oscar's got one. Last time Benfica played Dinamo Kiev in Ukraine, we won 2-0. Who scored the goals? A. Savio Mitroglou. Savio and Serbi. Gets Pizzi. Savio scored a PK. Serbi scored normal. I just told you. Savio scored a PK. Serbi normal. Final answer? You definitely saw the YouTube thing. The answer is... Savio and Serbi. He watched the YouTube today. So if Oscar takes this one, if he gets this one, he wins it. 2019-20. If he could lost three to four at home against Santa Clara, Vinny <laughs> scored the second and third. Who scored the first? Rafa, Seth, Pizzi, or Serbi? Dude, I'm gonna say Pizzi because I'm just gonna go Pizzi. Final answer. Time's up, time's up! Is, he's locked in. He's locked in. The answer is Rafa. I we tied. I tied Bill Bino. We did. We tied. I had a tiebreaker, but I had to use it with Jay. So <laughs> I messed up. So we got a tie for today. But next time I'll have two tiebreakers just in case I fuck up. Um, 
So, boys, um, we kept it two minutes, two minutes over because we started a little Pretty bit late. Um, it was a good conversation for usual. I know we got a lot to unpack, but we're trying to keep these a little bit more condensed to be more um, easier on the ears or the eyes for those that are watching or listening after the fact. Um, big game tomorrow. We need a result. We need to get three points. Um, hopefully we come away with the three points. We will be back next week um, to talk about that game and the next league game, which I don't even know who the hell it's against. It's against Boa Vista at home. Um, I think it's Sunday. I'm mistaken. Saturday. Hey, before, before you let go, can you no, it's, get... it's Monday. Monday. Hey, can Monday. we? Can we? Uh, last year, who was our first loss after the 5-0 streak? Boa Vista 4-0. Yeah. <laughs> Three zero. Yeah, whatever. We got torched there. I, I remember. I remember that very, very, very. <laughs> Thanks, very Oscar. Appreciate it. You, you reminded. You said that that game like a million times. Thanks for the reminder. Just saying. Just saying. All right. Who invented well, this kid? Seriously. Don't forget to uh, follow us on social media, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, and on YouTube. We're not doing predictions to that game. Uh, we can do it now if you want. I figured since it's such a big gap, we can just do it in text after. Yeah, I'll wait. Yeah, 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 do it. Yeah. Um, well, boys, it was a pleasure as always. We will be back next week, and if you will make it. Maybe. Yeah.